the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The John Steigerwald Show, sponsored by Service Master of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow van. Portions of today's program may be pre-recorded. I have a list. Yeah, I've come up with some words that I'm not sure about. I'm not sure if I'm supposed to be offended by these. Uh, maybe you can help me out here. What got me thinking about this was a few weeks ago, I heard that the mayor of Duluth, Minnesota, was no longer going to use the word chief as a title for any city employee. Of course, she's a mayor of a city in a state named after Indians. But that's you know, anyway, I, I, I guess that, that meant no more police chief, uh, fire chief. And then I saw some companies that had decided they would no longer have a chief executive officer, you know, a CEO. So I, I don't know what CEO will stand for uh, for these companies or from now on for everybody, I guess, when we get to that point uh, or what they're going to call the boss. But no more chiefs, offensive to Native Americans. So I'm wondering about the names of cities. Uh, what about San Francisco and Los Angeles? First of all, San Francisco is named after a saint, St. Francis. And Los Angeles means the angels. The city of angels. Should I be offended by religious symbols being used to name cities? I think that's pretty offensive. And by the way, shouldn't it be de-anglicized? Seems kind of colonialist not to pronounce it San Francisco or Los Angeles. I mean, who do white Anglos think they are changing the pronunciation of Spanish words? Come on. Of course, there are other cities that are named after Indians like St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and states like the Dakotas are named after Indians, or should I say Native Americans? And should I be offended when I drive through those places? And what about the word inmate for someone who's prison? I, that's kind of insensitive, isn't it? I mean, come on, they're people too. How about incarcerated individual? And, and let's forget criminals and start calling them justice-involved individuals. Um, actually, I made those last two up. Uh, I didn't make them up. They're, they're real. There's a governor of a major state who wants to start using those terms. And in our second half hour, we're going to tell you who it is and tell you some more ridiculous name changes that she's come up with. And yes, she is a she. And of course, a Democrat, by the way, who's not real crazy about using the terms man and woman either. And she's the governor of a state. But when we come back, we're going to have a former economic advisor for Donald Trump to talk about how the Inflation Reduction Act will not reduce inflation, and why you better start holding on to all those receipts. Stick around. When it's time to replace your roof, siding, gutters, and downspouts, entry doors, and, of course, windows, you can count on Windows R Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. This is John Steigerwall. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows R Us offers repair and replacement for all your exterior home projects. Why pay double with some other companies? Windows R Us will always give you the best price on the best in-class products, backed by the best warranties in the industry, all with zero sales pressure. And speaking of zero... Right now, get zero interest financing for 12 months and no processing fee with prices set to increase on all exterior products. Lock in your quote today. Schedule a free estimate and inspection today at windowsarustpittsburgh.com. You've tried the rest, now try the best. windowsarustpittsburgh.com. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses and nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done. Text RON to 99799, and I'll send you my free training. 
I promise I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text RON to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's RON to 99799. Again, text RON to 99799. My brother-in-law died suddenly, and now my sister and her kids have to sell their home. That's why I told my husband we could not put off getting life insurance any longer. An agent offered us a 10-year, $500,000 policy for nearly $50 a month. Then we called SelectQuote. SelectQuote found us identical coverage for only $19 a month, a savings of $369 a year. Whether you need a $500,000 policy or a $5 million policy, Select Quote could save you more than 50% on term life insurance. For your free quote, call Select Quote at 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Or go to SelectQuote.com. 1 800 690 4040. That's 1 800 690 4040. Select Quote. We shop. You save. Full details on example policies at selectquote.com slash commercials. Your spouse has said your marriage is over and they're ready to walk out the door. So where does that leave you? Hi, I'm Dr. Joe Beam. We've helped thousands of couples in this exact situation. We want to share with you the things you can do right now to start turning this crisis around. If you're somebody who's lying in bed sobbing yourself to sleep because your husband has left you or walked out on you or your wife has left you and you think, oh, well, this is it now, it's not it. There is hope. We're going to teach you the three things you need to start doing immediately to get your spouse back. If your marriage is in crisis, you're not going to want to miss this special Save My Marriage event happening on lovestories.com. So sign up today. Visit lovestories.com for the free Save My Marriage mini course happening now on lovestories.com. That's lovestories.com. Check out lovestories.com. Today, the majority of children have already been exposed to pornography by age 11. Even though most of this is accidental, this exposure can have disastrous consequences for their mental health and future well-being. If you want to protect your child and set them up to have healthy relationships, you need Canopy. Canopy is the most effective technology on the planet for blocking pornography. Canopy's app uses artificial intelligence to identify and filter explicit content on every website. It can do this in milliseconds and is 99.9% accurate. While other apps block entire pages, Canopy is the only tool that filters within websites, plucking out explicit images and videos before they appear. Its image scanning technology also prevents users from taking and sending sexts. The Internet is awash in pornography, but your kids don't have to see it. Head on over to canopy.us forward slash protect to start your 30-day free trial. Enter the promo code PROTECT and get 15% off the regular price for life. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Well, we, as they say in radio, efforting uh, to uh, get our guests. Uh, We hope uh, sometimes we call them, sometimes they call us. And sometimes I sit here a little nervous <clears throat> when uh, the red light goes on here on my little control board. <laughs> it says I'm, I'm on the air and the person hasn't called yet. So uh, we'll see what we can do. But um, it's, uh, it's all about – we want to talk about the, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act and the fact that it, um, it's not going to um, reduce inflation. At least that's not me saying that. I, I know nothing what – I, what I know about – Economics, you could write on the head of a pin, but um, we're hoping to get someone who knows a little bit more than I do about that. If not, it's just going to be me, and uh, maybe we'll just uh, we'll just tell you what it is that he um, what he wrote about it at the New York Post. Uh, what we're waiting for the person I'm waiting for is Stephen Moore. He's a uh, he was a uh, Trump advisor, an economics advisor for Trump, and also the author of a book called Trumponomics. But there are economists out there all over the place saying that this isn't going to work. And again, I'm I'm not uh, an expert on this stuff by any means. But if I um, just based on my own experience, I can't think of any time when the Democrats have come out with something like this and have it work where they um, 
where they say that they have a plan and it involves we're going to invest. When they start saying they're going to invest in things, that's when you need to hold on to your wallet and just get ready for the worst because what that really means is spend, and they don't have any money to spend that they don't get from you and me. It's it's uh, tax money. So um, that's and 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 here we are. It's uh, it's uh, what three months away from the election, and they're out there still selling this thing. They're saying that they've solved the problem by throwing tons of money at it and hiring a bunch of IRS. Uh, Employees, many of them are going to be agents who are going to come after you and they're going to want to audit you. So um, that's uh, that's where we are, and um, I don't have Stephen Moore here to talk about it, so it's not something that I really uh, feel like uh, talking about until we hear from him. So uh, what I'm going to do is just go into another subject. And, and you know, um, coming up in my second segment, or I, I should say in the second half hour, um, we're going to talk about language and the, the idiot governor in New York. Um, but this, what is what is it with what language that is this that, that it, it changes uh, and it, it changes are made to words that we've gone with for hundreds, thousands of years, and I mean even pronouns. Pronouns don't work anymore. So. I mean, is there, is there something nefarious there? I, I think there is. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. But um, right now we are going to go to our guest, and that would be Stephen Moore. He's a FreedomWorks senior economic contributor. He's the author of Trumponomics. And, uh, and if you've ever been audited by the IRS, uh, the chances are that uh, you know exactly why this is something you should worry about. Stephen, uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate it. Thank you. And you're right. I mean, uh, can you imagine doubling the number of IRS agents and the doubling the number of auditors? It's going to be hell for people. And, uh, you know, I think it's one of the worst ideas ever. But that's what the House of Representatives is going to be voting on on Friday, Friday morning. So it's going to be a close vote. But, you know, this is like, you know, having your wisdom teeth pulled, getting audited (laughs) by the IRS. Yeah, I've never been audited, um, but uh, I don't want to be either. But yeah. as, as I was, well, uh, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I have been audited. And oh. just to tell your listeners a quick story. I mean, when I was nominated by Donald Trump to be on the Federal Reserve Board, this was back in 2018. Um, I had had, um, uh, I had a uh, $40,000 tax lien that the IRS had placed on my uh, assets because they said I owed him $40,000. This was after you were nominated? Well, no. We had been in dispute with the IRS for over two years. And, um, you know, we we couldn't come to a resolution. And so then as soon as I'm nominated, then, like, the press, you know, the New York Times reports on the front page, oh, Steve Moore can't be on the Federal Reserve Board. He has a $40,000 tax lien. Well, we had been challenging this with the IRS. And, And anyone who's worked, you know, the problem with the IRS is you in tax court. I mean, you're almost literally guilty until you prove yourself innocent. You mm-hmm. know, the, right. the, in the, uh, and so, you know, we, we had talked to our tax lawyer and the tax uh, accountant, and they both agreed that we were in the right, you know, that we didn't owe them $40,000, but both of them said the same thing. Just pay the man, just pay him because it's going to cost you so much money. It's going to take you so long to get this thing resolved, you know, in legal costs and so on, you're probably better off just paying them. And that's what the IRS wants. Wow. It's just people that wear out, right? And so my point is that I, I had to withdraw from the uh, nomination because you can't be nominated if you have a tax lien. And then about three months later, sure enough, we get a letter, finally get a letter from the IRS saying, oh, whoopsie, AZ, it was our mistake, our bad. We were wrong. And I'm like, gee, why, why, where do I get my reputation back? Because, you know, the New York Times, we can't have Steve Moore, that tax cheat on the uh, Federal oh. Reserve Board. And my point, so they're not going to go after, see, this is the thing. The Biden administration is lying. They can say, oh, that's just going to be Warren Buffett and Bill Gates and Zuckerberg and General Electric and Google and the big companies. No, 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 no. Those people, the billionaires, they've got armies of tax lawyers and accountants. They have armies of them. 
that are better than the IRS people. They, the same thing with the big corporations. The people who are defenseless are people like you and me, mm-hmm. right? Because we don't have the money to, you know, stock our son and the IRS has this, you know, essentially unlimited budget. So, you know, if I sound frustrated, and by the way, did you know that the, the IRS has $10 million of weapons, guns, ammo, yeah. uh, military vehicles and things like that. Why does the IRS need guns? And, and of course, at the same time, they're, they're pushing to take guns away from the average citizen. <laughs> exactly. Kind of bad timing and then, there. by the way, it's also true that at the same time they want to hire 78,000 <laughs> new IRS agents, uh, they want to, um, they, that we have a, a shortage of about five to 10,000 of, uh, border secure people, mm-hmm. uh, officials. And we have a shortage of them. You saw the story a few weeks ago that the army is about 25,000 yep. short yep. of their recruitment needs for the army, for armed forces, that people keep us safe. And isn't there something kind of warped about the idea that your highest priority is to hire more IRS agents, not deal with our border crisis or our national security issues? Well, Stephen, I did some math the other day. And if you took 87,000, if you hired 87,000 new border agents... Uh, based on the, um, the 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 length of the border, you know the Texas, the U.S. Mexico border, yeah. is I think 1,954 miles. You could have um, a you could have a border agent standing along the border every 120 feet if you if you had 87,000 of them. That's amazing. So uh, you know maybe we wouldn't need to have one every 120 feet, but how about every I don't know. Mile, two miles, I don't know. Yeah, right. Uh, no, no. But, but um, I, I was talking before you came on. I was actually doing a little tap yeah. dancing here. But um, uh, the, I said I, I'm not an economist, and what, you, what I know about the economics you could write on the head of a pin. But I've been paying attention, at least, to all my life. And I'm trying to think of a time when the Democrats have ever been right about this and when they've when they've passed a bill like I guess what my question is when was the last time the Democrats passed a bill to help the economy that actually helped the economy because I can't remember you'd have to go back a long 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 time I mean um, for one thing uh, you know Biden just let's look at Biden he's only been in office 18 months when Biden came into office the inflation rate was 1.4 percent now it's 8.5 percent we were completely energy independent now we have to go hand in hand to the Saudis and the Russians and beg them to increase their oil output because we're not producing here at home we had low crime rates now the crime rates in our cities are through the roof we had a we had a board that was finally for the year, for the first time in your and my lifetime secure, and now do you think it's secure today? I guarantee you it's not. And so, I mean, on and on, all these problems came up in just eighteen months. And here's the here's the whopper: the, Do you know how much money Biden has spent and borrowed in eighteen months? I know it's a lot. I know. I'm, I think you're yeah. going to tell <laughs> me. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm going to count the amount of money in this latest. You know, how about calling this the, uh, is it a, a crazy, they call this an uh, Inflation Reduction Act. Right. Yeah, yeah, adding $700 billion of spending and, and taxes are going to reduce inflation. But anyway, now we're up to $3.7 trillion That's... in 18 months, which is almost as much, not quite, almost as much adjusted for inflation as we spent to, to win World War II. That's a lot of money, and, um, and they're, they're not finished yet, are they? No, they're not. Are you kidding me? They're just getting started. I mean, three point. Then, as soon as this bill is over, then uh, you may have fo- uh, followed the story that Pat Toomey, your senator there in Pennsylvania, has put a hold on this, uh, like three hundred uh, billion dollars for refugee uh, issues. I mean, not uh, uh, not refugees. I mean, for um, our uh, veterans. Mm-hmm. And I'm all, you know, who are who are you know have had health issues and stuff. And look, I'm all in for our veterans. But Pat Toomey is quite correctly saying, okay, if we're going to spend the $300 billion, let's just take that out of some other programs, not just borrow $300 billion more. That's why, you know, business wouldn't just keep increasing its debt. Well, oh, my God, the numbers are, oh, there's Pat Toomey. He doesn't care about veterans. No, we're just saying pay for it. And so they're not going to pay for it. I, I bet that Toomey loses that argument. So that's going to be another $300 billion. So you have that up. Now we're at $4 trillion, $4 trillion. These people aren't stopping. No, they're not stopping. They they they're mad they didn't get their whole build back better bill, which was another, another two trillion on top of that. It's not their money. And we're talking to yeah. uh, Stephen Moore. He's a former economic advisor to Donald Trump. Stephen, I have to ask you this because uh, you actually worked with President Trump, and I just 
it seems pretty obvious to me that he came in there, not a politician, according to, which is one of the reasons or the big reason why they hate him so much there, and both, both Democrats and Republicans who hate him, that's why, um, but uh, that he's a, he's a businessman, and he knows how to run things. And I'm just wondering what it was like for him, if you saw what it was like for him when he would get like the first, uh, the, I don't know, his first um, ed- bit of education on a certain issue. I t- this is an economic thing, but I think of, I think of NATO, yeah. I think of NATO all the time. And, and, and I, I think, think of him of, as a businessman. Yeah. And he sa- somebody says, this yeah. is our agreement with NATO. And he says, what? Who made this? T- How yeah. often yeah. does he, did he yeah. say that kind of thing? <laughs> Oh, all the time. I mean, I was in the Oval Office many times with Donald Trump. And one, and one of the things, and I look, I didn't always agree with Trump, and he yeah. knows that. He'd get mad at me when I, you know, but he and I had a good relationship. And, uh, he, he, but he would always, one thing I admired about him is like, he would, when a, somebody would come in with a good idea, he'd say, let's just do it. And then all the people, all the, you know, the career people, the people who've been in Washington for 30 yep. years would yep. always come up with a hundred reasons why you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, this, this breaks protocol. And you go, I don't give a crap about protocol. This is smart. Let's do it. And that's what a CEO would do, right? Yep. And so what was his theme? Drain the swamp. Mm -hmm. Guess what? If you try to drain the swamp, the swamp creatures aren't going to be too happy about that. And that's why they chased him out of town, folks. I mean, we know, you know, the hanky-panky that went on with this election. We know that I'm not saying it was stolen, but there was sure was a lot of fraud in the election. And they realized they couldn't beat the guy with a conventional election. No way. So they changed all the voting rules. And, uh, you know, so that's what you've got now. You've got a situation where these people just are, uh, are uh, you know, now, I mean, the, this is the greatest outrage I've seen in 35 years, this raid on Trump's, you know, residency. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, I mean, and I don't believe for one minute the Biden people didn't know. I don't believe. Do you believe they didn't no, know about it? No, I don't. I don't believe I don't. anything yeah. that they say about anything. Me either. Um, yeah. But uh, it's interesting because uh, being in the Oval Office with this guy who came in from nowhere, came out of nowhere, dropped, you know, parachuted into Washington, D.C., right in the middle of all that stupidity. And every day he had to be exposed to things like what, like, what you're describing there was some, where, where he said, wait a minute, what, how, what do we do here with China? We pay how much and they pay how much? And what happened? what's this thing with yeah. NATO? I mean, how, it could have had to be. Uh, oh, same thing. So, with, same thing when he pulled the United States out of that crazy Paris Climate Accord. He right. said, "How is this in America's interest that we we bear all the costs for this? China's not in. The Europeans all lied about it. They don't reduce their carbon emissions. And so, you know, that, that's why I love this thing. Oh, all the foreign leaders just love Joe Biden. Of course they do, because all he does is he goes to these meetings, he passes out money. You're in my money. Yeah. Right. Right." Well, I have a couple minutes left here. As I said, we're talking to Stephen Moore, former economic uh, advisor to Donald Trump and uh, author of the book Trumponomics. So you did work as an, as an advisor, and you wrote that book. Uh, Trumponomics seemed to be working pretty well. Uh, how does Trumponomics compare to what's going on now? Well, Biden's Just, reversing all the things that we accomplished. Yeah. I mean, it is the most frustrating thing. You know, he, we cut taxes, he's raising them. We put more people at the border, he's taking people away from the border. We made energy independent, he's shutting down our American oil and gas and coal industry. I mean, I could go on and on. I, don't, I can't think of one thing that Joe Biden has done as president that has been good for the economy. Can you? No, no. I, well, no. I, I just look at what's going on. I, really, I don't know how anybody. I mean, I, I'd like to think there was something, but I can't think of any because this is big government socialism. This is a this is a conspiracy to massively grow the government mm. to move us away from the free enterprise system, and it scares me, frankly. And when I see them now going after our our own people, you know, they're, they're, they've weaponized the Justice Department, they've weaponized the FBI. And I guarantee you, with these 80,000 new IRS agents, they're going to weaponize that agency, too. And I got so, about a minute I gotta, left. I got to jump. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just want real quick. I got to jump. It? Good to be with you. Let's do it again soon. Okay. Bye. <laughs> he had to go. So we got Stephen Moore, and uh, we had him there for a minute. And uh, I'm glad I didn't have to tap dance for the whole 15. I'll be right back.
With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Former President Trump isn't the only Republican targeted by the feds in recent days. The FBI confiscated the cell phone of a vacationing GOP lawmaker. Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry says he was at the airport with his family when several agents armed with a warrant took the phone. Perry says they made no attempt to contact his lawyer, who Perry says would have made arrangements for them to get the phone. Rich Thomason reporting. A team of firefighters from Delaware headed to California to help battle the McKinney Fire. A team of 20 wildland firefighters departed Smyrna's Blackbird Forest Base Camp on Tuesday. The 21-day deployment includes 14 working days. The rest will be spent driving the McKinney Fire's consumed about 60,000 acres. On Wall Street, the Dow ahead 446 points. This is SRN News. If you're considering protecting your retirement with gold or silver, listen up. Mark Davis here. One company I trust for this, Advantage Gold, the highest rated precious metals firm in the country. They've won the best of TrustLink Award four years in a row because they really educate their clients on how to buy gold and silver the right way. Call 800-900-8000. 800-900-8000. Talk to one of their experts. They can send you a free gold kit along with a free copy of the Wall Street Journal national bestseller, The Great Devalue. Number again, 800-900-8000. Don't wait any longer. Get the best information, the best process, the best service, the best value, all from Advantage Gold. 800-900-8000. That's 800-900-8000. Call Advantage Gold today. 800-900-8000. Advantage Gold is not an investment advisor or a tax advisor. Consult with your financial advisor before investing. Call 800-900-8000. Dennis Prager believes we're living in fear. Do you realize that California, Illinois, and New York are now under states of emergency because of monkeypox? Monkeypox? The right to have a state of emergency should be abolished. We did not raise a generation to fear a powerful state. That is one of the horrors of our age in America. The Dennis Prager Show. Weekdays at noon, right before Sebastian Gorka at 3 on AM 1250. The Answer. I answered the call. Together, we fought for our nation and its people. And even though I no longer wear the uniform, I am still a Marine. My service has come full circle. I will continue to support my country and my community. Then and now, Semper Fidelis remains my promise. Always faithful. Always Marine. What is a warrior? At Portersville Christian School, it's more than a team name. A warrior is taught to serve, to passionately model the love of Christ toward neighbor, community, and world. To learn as they cultivate academic excellence and a lifelong love of learning from kindergarten to senior year. And to lead through Christian character and integrity. Are you a warrior? Discover Portersville Christian School just 15 minutes north of Cranberry, where warriors are made at OurPCS.org. Whose rulebook do you want to play by, the government's or your own? This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy and Hagerman. Without a proper estate plan, many families end up playing by the government's rulebook and losing a lot of what they'd intended to leave to their families. That's why Abernathy and Hagerman presents free, ongoing estate planning workshops with attorney Dan Reimer to help you protect what's yours and make sure the government plays by your rules. The next one's happening soon. For details and to attend, visit a-h.law. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. WPGP Pittsburgh, a division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or Odyssey. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the Parkway East, we're clogged up both ways. Inbound 2nd Avenue to the Fort Pitt Bridge. Outbound Solid Boulevard of the Allies up to the Squirrel Hill Tunnel. Parkway West, outbound delays 79 up to 60. Inbound 28, still the biggest problem, though, all jabbed up between Powers Run Road and Fox Chapel Road because of construction. Off-ramp to Fox Chapel Road also remains blocked. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, The Answer. Weather. We'll see a moonlit sky for tonight. Expect a nighttime low of 58. Some sunshine tomorrow, then increasing clouds with a stray shower in the afternoon. Heavier showers could bring small hail. We'll reach a high of 78. Clear skies for tomorrow night. Good weather for sleeping. Low 57. Mostly sunny and nice Friday. A great day to be outside. We'll see a high of 76. 
With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. It's no secret, America. We've been let down. Inflation is taking its toll in the grocery stores, the products we buy, and the pain of every visit to the gas pump. At Upside, we're fighting back with our free app that pays you back serious money on every tank of gas or diesel, up to 25 cents per gallon, just for using the Upside app, no strings attached. Upside users have already been paid back a total of more than $250 million. With inflation and the soaring price of gas, it's easy to feel like you're losing control. But with Upside's free app, you can start putting money back in your wallet with every gallon. Whenever you want, cash out with PayPal, an e-gift card, or transfer the money directly into your bank account. Download the free Upside app and get cash back on every gallon of gas. Use promo code SALEM for an additional 25 cents per gallon bonus on your first fill-up. That's promo code S-A-L-E-M. Remember, use promo code SALEM when you download the free Upside app and get an extra 25 cents per gallon on your first tank of gas. Cash back is not available in gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. The John Steigerwall Show, AM 1250, The Answer. Well, if you are a, uh, a regular visitor to a prison... Or even if you're in uh, law enforcement, you might want to think about, you know, trying a little harder not to offend the people who have broken the law. The, uh, the governor of New York is leading the way in showing more respect for people who steal things and kill people. Uh, Libby Evans is the editor-in-chief of the Post Millennial, and uh, she is here to help you with your next prison visit. Uh, Libby Oh, is she there? Hi, Libby. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. Listen, I, you might not have heard my intro. I, I, I just said that people who are regular visitors to prisons um, might want to think about trying a little harder not to offend the people who are in there, you know, the people who have broken the law. And that the <laughs> and that you wrote about the governor of New York, uh, who's leading the way and showing more respect for people who mm-hmm. steal things and kill people. So, uh yeah. She may have outdone herself. Tell us about her new laws for dealing with what we now refer to as criminals. Yeah, so Kathy Hochul, who took over for Andrew Cuomo after he was run out by the progressive left from New York State, is very obsessed with making sure we all use the right terms for things. This appears to be more important to her than actually legislating um anything that's actually important in the state, like crime or anything like this. So she has uh, signed a bill requiring all state documents to talk about um, incarcerated individuals and justice-involved individuals as opposed to inmates, because she doesn't want anyone who has committed felonies to feel stigmatized by their own personal crimes. And just to be clear here, we're not talking about her policy while governor, like her state employees, as long as I'm in charge here, we're going to refer to criminals as justice-involved individuals. This is a law, correct? Yes, this is a, this is a law. Yes, that is correct. This is part of a law that is designed to make life easier for people who have committed crimes. Um, it expands services for parolees to be outside working hours so that they can take jobs that are within working hours. So now rehab can be done after work um, in your spare time and all like this. And additionally, part of this law is that inmate will no longer be a term that is used. Instead, it will be um, inc- uh, incarcerated individuals and justice-involved individuals. And what that really does is it takes the responsibility for the crime committed off of the person who has committed the crime and puts it on the system that has uh, tried and punished them for that crime. Um, And so the idea is, and we see this all over the place, right? We see this all over the place, that um, the person who has done the bad thing is not the one to blame for it, but it is everything around them that is to blame for it. Yes. And I think that take I think that taking that responsibility away from the individuals who have committed the crimes and served their time in this case um, is actually infantilizing. I think we do ourselves much better when we take responsibility for ourselves and our actions, even if you know, even if they were terrible felonies, as in this case. 
Yeah, and um, do you think she detected a movement out there among New Yorkers uh, to treat murderers, uh, rapists, thieves with more respect? Are there people out in New York going, you know, I don't think I want to call them criminals anymore. That just doesn't seem, that seems kind of nasty. Right. Well, I mean, the, the situation is that there are there, there probably aren't enough incarcerated individuals here in New York, because what happens when someone is arrested for a crime is that they are very shortly thereafter released without any cash bail or uh, reason to return and and face their um, face their responsibility for their crime. We have individuals in New York who probably should be incarcerated who are slashing random people with box cutters. We have smash-and-grab robberies going on. Um, we have increases in street crime. We have police officers saying, you know, here we are arresting people, and we find them out on the street shortly thereafter. Uh, I don't think New Yorkers' concerns are with the language being used to describe people who are in prison. I think New Yorkers are more concerned with making sure their streets are safe. And it's a shame that Kathy Hochul also, who uses the term birthing person, people who give birth, as opposed to, you know, women, as though she doesn't know what one of those is. Um, her concerns have a lot more to do with what we say than what our actual actions are. And we know that actions are far more impactful than any words that could be used. Maybe she's just trying to manifest some idyllic reality that matches her own fairy tale fantasy of what the world should be and what the state should be like, but um, it's a far cry from reality. Additionally, you know, I remember when my son was uh, in preschool and he would go to school and he, he told me that the word stupid was not allowed. You couldn't call somebody stupid. Yes. And I had to use the word silly instead, right? That's uh -huh. a silly person. Yeah. And so then the little kids were getting upset. He calls me silly because <laughs> you can change the word, but the meaning behind uh. it stays the same. How long is it before incarcerated individual is the thing, is the word that is stigmatized? Because it's not the word, it's the actions, right? I right. mean, it's, it's the felonies, it's the criminals, and we're not supposed to, we're not supposed to call attention to, to the crimes committed. And I don't think that does anything good for the people who have committed the crimes. They know what they've done. Right. Covering it over and pretending they haven't done it, pretending they don't have to own up to it, that doesn't help them either. You know, you've got to stand up on your own feet. You, responsibility. you can make up a new word out of nothing and and call someone who killed somebody a, a what is it a justice involved individual sure uh, that doesn't that eventually what he did he or she did will uh, whatever you call it will mean the same thing to people it's just it's a new word mm -hmm. right now but 50 years from now if, if people are stupid enough to go along with this it won't be a new word. It'll mean exactly what criminal means. And it's, uh, it's exactly. just it's so insane. It'll be, the same. It's It'll be the same. It doesn't do any good to anyone. Um, and it's just a total waste of time and taxpayer resources to have our legislators focusing on something as stupid and banal and, frankly, silly um, as what, what Kathy Hochul and her compatriots up there in Albany are doing. Like, why do they think that this is what we all want to see? You yeah. know, get the city back together. Get the state back together. Well, does Stop she telling us what to say? Does she yeah. actually think that a that a, a cop is? Uh, is she going to reprimand a state cop who refers to a criminal as a criminal instead of a justice involved individual? Well, you know, I think it's mostly for state documents, which is very similar to what Congress did oh, okay. uh, or has done under the Biden administration, where they removed the terms for biologically sex-based relationships from documents, such as mother, sister, yeah, father, yeah. grandmother. Meanwhile, you have Pelosi uh, in her bio. She talks about being a proud grandmother. Doesn't she mean like proud, secondarily removed birthing person? I don't know. You know what, what is, uh, that's what a good question. Yeah. yeah. I haven't heard yeah, a new word for grandmother. What is that? Because you, you, you were really a don't know. you were a birthing person, but you're a birthing person once removed, maybe. Right, maybe it's something like that. No one knows what once removed is anyway, so yeah. we may as well reappropriate it. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, I guess if a convicted rapist uh, moves in next door to you, referring to him as a justice-involved individual will make you feel a little bit safer or a little bit better about it. Sure, I'd, I'd much rather come face-to-face -face with a justice-involved homicidal maniac than just your average run-of-the-mill homicidal maniac. You know, I'd like to know who to blame 
for the homicidal maniac homicidal tendencies, knowing that, of course, it shouldn't be the person um, with the tendencies themselves, but the system that got them there. Right? Yeah, right. right. Like, that's what we're doing. It's the system. It's my fault. You're not to blame. It's probably me. I probably yeah. voted badly. Yeah. I'm sure it's my fault. Well, my fault I, I hurt my your feelings, Mike. Gender. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Kill me now, since I hurt your feelings by pointing out that you're a terrible human being. That you, really you killed badly. somebody. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm sure it's my fault. We're talking to, <laughs> talking to Libby Evans. Uh, she's the editor of the... Uh, uh, editor in chief, I should say, of the Post Millennial. You can find uh, her stuff at thepostmillennial.com. Um, so here's what I don't understand, and I ask my guests all the time who come from places like this, uh, New York, and you know the, uh, the, the 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 blue states and and cities and blah blah blah. I, it's, I, it's one thing to for you write this story. It's funny. It's, it's sad. It's stupid. It's infuriating. All those things. But this woman is going to get reelected, and she wasn't ever yes, elected. She but she's she's going to be elected nope. governor of New York, isn't she? Yeah, she definitely is. I, the nobody seems to have time to talk about Lee Zeldin or his campaign or boost him or anything. They just act like he's not even running, and that it's totally inevitable that Hopeful is going to win. Yeah, but um, but if she was running really against strange. a lamp, how, why? How, how can anybody vote for somebody? How does anybody this ridiculous? get uh, uh, anybody outside of her immediate family to vote for. I don't care who she's running against. Yeah, I have no idea why anyone would vote for her, except that nobody really cares. They figure, you know, she's got a D next to her name. She believes that men are women. She thinks that there should be no guns and nobody should have any of their individual rights. And everyone's like, oh, I guess that's what I believe, too. She wants the state to be a sanctuary state for abortion, which is really a shame. She wants to put men in women's prisons, which is really a shame, and hasn't done anything good in New Jersey or California or Washington State or Illinois or Nova Scotia or British Columbia or any of these places where this has uh, gone through. Um, but, yeah, people are just going to show up. They're just going to, you know, plunk their little vote next to the little D, and they're not even going to care. They don't even think about it. They just figure... Uh, we're all on the right side of things, and so we vote Democrat, and she must agree with me. When I talk to liberals, lifelong liberals, and I say, hey, are you aware that the liberal position these days is, you know, that you have to blame entire systems for one person's crime, that you can't call someone an inmate because that's offensive and sad for them, that, that men are supposed to be considered women, you know, that that nobody's allowed to own guns in New York City because we have to make this a special zone, you know, all of these things. They say things like, no, that can't be what's really going on. And I say, yeah, wake up, get your head out of wherever it is that you shoved it and take a look around and see what's going on. Um, but there's this assumption on the part of many liberals and Democrats that the party is the same party it was 25 years ago, um, back when it had actual sanity to it, uh, upheld free speech rights, um, you could, back when you could be a, a pro-life Democrat, which now, of course, is totally anathema to the position of the entire party. Right. Um, but a lot of people don't realize how far to the left this party has gone and how insane and anti-reality so many of their positions are. And I wish people would just look around, take stock, and start stop just voting along the party line that they that they always have. You know, it, it behooves us to um, pay attention to who we're voting for, and it's certainly not a democracy as it's intended if nobody pays attention to who it is who's on that ballot. Well, let so, me. You know, I mean, you're in a big city. Half the time, you show up and you're like, "Oh, who are these guys who are running? I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know who's yeah. on that ballot." Yeah, yeah, I have trouble remembering the na the mayor's name here in Pittsburgh. It used to be, uh, <laughs> I, I just, uh, it's, I it, I don't think about it. But here's the thing: what I wonder, and we're talking to Libby Emmons, she's the editor in chief of the Post Millennial. Um, people who have jobs like you and I have, um, where I have to, I'm I have to pay attention to this stuff every day because I got to show up here and not sound like an idiot, which I'm able to do, even though I do pay attention once in a while. But anyway. Um, you know, you and I and the job that you have, 
you have to pay attention to this stuff. Do people like us make the mistake of thinking that people out there uh, care as much as we do, or pay, maybe not care as much, but but even should pay as much attention to this insanity as we do? We, we you get paid um, for do it to do it. So do I. You know. Yeah, I mean, I check this out, but don't all of us want to be led by individuals who are worthy of that leadership? I can't think of any leader uh, from the federal government on down to my local level who is worthy to, you know, lead a bunch of us through a drive through You know what I'm saying? Like, who are yeah. these people? How do they get this power? Um, and I get this power because none of us pay attention. None of us are looking at it. I think that in the past year or so, we have seen some real movement at local levels. We're seeing movement on school boards because moms got pissed off and they yeah. don't have any time for this indoctrinating garbage that's going on in their kids' schools. And you've seen Moms for Liberty spring up and you've seen people start running for school boards who care about education instead of, you know, diversity, inclusion, and equity, and gender, and all of these kinds of totally dumb things that don't have anything to do with preparing kids for the future or our nation for the future. Um, so maybe things, maybe, maybe we have a chance if people start to pay attention. But I think um, a lot, I think about something that Dr. Jordan Peterson said years ago when I first started, um, became aware of who he was and listened to some of his work. And he said, you know, the reason you don't hear a lot about this stuff is most people just are living their lives. They've got to get their kids to school. They've got to get to work. They've got to get their step around the table and take care of their parents and take care of their kids. Um, and for a long time, we have just expected that our leaders would do right by us. Yep. Assuming that our leaders shared the same values that we do. And I think that for the most part, our leaders no longer share the same values as most Americans. Uh, they don't really seem to care about our kids. Pretty much all Americans care about their kids. Mm -hmm. uh, they don't really seem to care about our aging parents. They don't care about our roads. They don't care about how we get back and forth to places. Instead, they want to entirely remake the economy and society to the point where it suits them and their personal interests and their ideological plans for how the country should be. They're not listening to us. Um, and I wonder sometimes if they ever did. It seems like at a certain point they did. And you had Martin Luther King out there saying, hey, equality. And, the, you know, the federal government was like, oh, yeah, I mean, it took him a while. But like, hey, maybe Americans want equality. It turned out Americans did want equality, you know, um, when you look at some of these different things. But for the most part, Americans don't want to transform their cars into gas-powered vehicles. They don't want a massive spending plan so that we can all try and put solar on our house. No, we want affordable um Eating. We don't really want affordable cars. Um, we don't want to be dependent on other countries for our resources. And you see with this administration that they're not worried about any of that stuff. You know? No. They that... have, yeah. I mean, Biden has declared that all federal agencies and agencies need to figure out a way to be more gender inclusive. And by yeah. gender inclusive, he doesn't mean you know, women's rights. He means rights for men in dresses. That's what he's talking about. Well, look, you at, can see look, it. look at the people he's hired. <laughs> Not he personally, yes. but yeah. Yes. Hey, Libby, I'm, yes. I'm out of time. Um, I'm, I'm old enough to remember when Nixon ran against Humphrey, and there really wasn't that big of a difference between the two. Uh, you know, your life wasn't going to change that much, depending on who got elected. But boy, has mm -hmm. that changed. Uh, well, maybe we'll talk about really that has. down the road sometime. But, thanks so much. Hey, I appreciate you coming on, as always. Thanks. Hope to do it again. Okay. All right. And we'll be right back. MyPillow is having their biggest sheet sale of the year. This is John Stoggerwald. We've all helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO, wants to give back exclusively to his listeners. The Percale bedsheet set is available in a variety of colors and sizes, and they're all on sale. For example, the queen size is regularly priced at $89.98, but now it's only $39.98 with our listener promo code. Order now because when they're gone, they're gone. 
The Percale sheets are breathable and have a cold, crisp feel. These come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. There's a limited supply, so be sure to order now. Call 1-800-716-8087, use the promo code STAG, or go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code STAG. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. My dog was scratching and shedding like crazy around the house. When I heard about Dynavite Nutritional Supplement, I thought, why not? Couldn't hurt. We literally tried everything else. Our dog quickly took to it, and after a couple of weeks of adding Dynavite to his food, we noticed a big difference. Our little gizmo's coat was shinier, and he almost completely stopped shedding and itching. I'm so glad I tried Dynavite. My dog smelled so bad and scratched herself constantly. We bathed, sprayed, and bathed her again, but no results. And then I heard about Dynavite supplements for gut health, and all of the reviews sounded just like my Bella. After just two weeks, she had major improvements with the smell, and no more scratching or dragging her stomach across the carpet. And her coat is more beautiful than ever. Get 10% off your next order of Dynavite nutritional supplements for dogs at Dynavite.com. Happier, healthier with every bite. Over a million pets helped with Dynavite. This is the John Stackerwalt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. Ran out of time there with Libby Evans, but I mentioned I'm old enough to remember when Nixon ran against Humphrey and uh, they were both politicians and one was a Republican and one was a Democrat and people who wanted Nixon really wanted Nixon and people who wanted Humphrey really wanted Humphrey. But I don't remember like the day after election day that the people were saying, oh, boy, are things going to change now because Richard Nixon won instead of Humphrey. Uh, There was not that big of a difference. Now, there's still uh, not enough of a difference in some ways between Republicans and Democrats because uh, there's too much of a uniparty thing going on. But you're now dealing with one party that actually thinks that and it goes out and tells people that women or men can get pregnant and another party that says, uh, no, they can't. That's a pretty big difference right there. Pretty big difference. Um, and that's where we are right now. So it makes a big difference now who you vote for. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye. John Steigerwald Show is a production of Salem Media Group and sponsored by ServiceMaster of Greater Pittsburgh. Demand the yellow fan. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.